Come on. Steps were taken, plans set in motion, and the strong and powerful Tracy Jepson is here on Lifeblood Numbers. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you, George. I am so excited to be here. (laughs) Super excited to have you. Tracy is the CEO of Cantex Financial. They are breaking the mold of traditional accounting firms and helping to accelerate growth, provide accurate forecasting, budgeting, and strategic planning. Tracy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, George. So personal life, let's see. Born and raised in Topeka, Kansas. Um, I have been a lifelong Kansan except for the short stint of about six years that I lived out in the D.C. area working for a large publicly traded company. Um, My husband and I went through uh, the process of getting out of debt, and that is how I became a business owner. It was completely by accident and um, definitely not planned. So a side hustle turned into a a really, really good thing. So it was one of those um, means to an end, but was able to leave my full-time job after about six months and took that um, job on actually as my one of my first clients or one of my first large clients, I should say. Um, and ever since then, for the last six years, I have been working with people all across the country, helping them become permanently profitable and making sure that they have actually good books that they can make decisions with, helping them exit their businesses. And when I tell people that they're exiting their businesses. I don't necessarily mean that they're selling them or that they're leaving them, um, but they're creating a business in such a manner that it can run without them. And so they can continue to do the things that they love to do in life without the burden of actually doing all the day-to-day in their business. Nice. I love it. So your personal experience, how valuable going through that process of getting out of debt has it been for now you serving clients? Uh, a thousand percent um, applicable and important. It is the reason that I do what I do. I figured out really quickly that when you run a business that your personal finances are so deeply connected to what you do and what you're bringing home and how you're serving other people. Um, when somebody else is no longer you know, writing your paycheck or you're not depending on them for support, you really are making all of the decisions in your household based on what you're doing in your business. And I think that that is something that business owners tend to forget or they do the opposite. They don't tend to forget it. They actually tend to commingle everything together. So they are, you know, basically running their personal lives out of their business, bankrupting their businesses, screwing up their cash flow. Um, A number of different things can occur, but those, you know, that connection between business and personal finances is I think what we make as our difference maker um, when we work with clients and showing them how they can be successful in both places. I guess it's, it's not obvious why anybody would know that they're not supposed to mix those things together. You know, it's not obvious. People say, oh, well, my name's on the bank account or it's my business and it's my money. Or instead of writing myself a regular paycheck, I'm just going to go fill my car up with gas because, quote, it, I can deduct it. Um, by the way, sometimes you can't. So just know that that's not <laughs> always the case. Um, but people, they really do. They see money um, in very different ways. And a lot of time that's like just very deeply embedded and rooted from a childhood experience, how their parents grew up with money, that kind of thing. Um But no, there is nothing that tells you when you start a business, unless, of course, you went to college and took business classes that says, don't take the money out of your business unless it's like 
actually paying yourself and don't commingle your funds and don't continue to put money into a business that's actually really a hobby that's not profitable and bankrupt the things that you're doing at home. There's nobody out there teaching people that this isn't something you're supposed to do. Um, we even get clients that will come to us and they're like, well, Tracy, I don't even know how to pay myself. Do I write myself a check? Do I Venmo myself? Can I just take the money out? Can I just buy my groceries instead? These are actual questions that we've received and we like to help educate business owners and get them started the right way or restarted the right way. Even if they've been in business for five or 10 years, there's always an opportunity to start doing things correctly. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, uh, that was exactly what I was going to ask. Is it ever too late? No, I don't think it's ever too late. I mean, I suppose it would be too late like if you were so in debt, you didn't actually have a profitable service and you didn't have something that people were buying. So if you had a sales problem and you actually didn't have clients or you weren't selling a product, I would say that it's probably time to take a look and see if that's really still what you're doing. Um, but I think as long as somebody is deeply connected to their why and actually knowing why they're showing up every day to that business or for those clients, that there is never, it's never too late to start over, turn over a new leaf, get connected with somebody that can get you down the right path. I mean, it can take a lot to work out of some of those situations and it can feel really stressful and it's not going to be easy. Um, but I don't think it's ever too late unless people physically don't want your services or your products. Nice. All right. And so for people who are listening that it's sort of been in the back of their head, like, you know what? I know that I should have been doing a better job with my bookkeeping and keeping things separate and now they're embarrassed or maybe they're they're feeling ashamed. What do you say to them about reaching out to a professional like you? So that's really that's a really great question um, because we hear this a lot. Uh, generally, when we get on to a call with a prospect, the very first thing that we tell them, this is a judgment-free zone. The fact that they have even taken the step to reach out to a professional or to make that step in the right direction is so big. And they shouldn't underestimate that and they shouldn't be dismissive of such a small, like what some people would think is a small action, but taking the step to say, Hey, I think somebody else needs to look at this, or I think it should be probably being done differently, or I don't know what I'm doing is very big. So when they come to us, this is a judgment free zone. Like we don't care what anybody has done in the past. We know what we can do to help them going forward. And as long as they're going to be a willing participant um, in that transformation process, we are all in with them. But they have to drop the, oh, I screwed this up. Oh, this is such a mess. Like, we just don't care about that stuff. Like, I know you care about it and it's your feelings and it's your money and your business, but we aren't attached to the outcome. We just want them to be successful. But we, that money sort of drama or those money like stigmas that some clients have, we don't have those. And so we just want to be able to help somebody put them in the right direction. Um, and if they come to us and we're not the right fit, we'll refer them off to somebody that might be a, a better option for them. Nice. And so people can take a deep breath and exhale and their shoulders can drop a little bit. And let's put all that in the past and just get moving forward in the right direction so long as as so long as the person is willing to to be proactive here. Because it's not just yeah. here here's a box of receipts at the end of the year. No, and we aren't that type of accounting firm. That's not how we work with clients. We connect with clients every single week. We send updates to them. We are actively um, letting them know what is happening. We're asking them questions. Our most successful clients show up to meetings. Our most successful clients respond to emails. They provide information when they're asked. This isn't a, oh, I'm going to sign up with this accounting firm, then all of a sudden I'm going to be profitable and have amazing books. 
you have to participate. And I think that there is a large number of people who will purchase services, specifically coaching or advisory, that kind of thing, and think that there is some magic wand that is being waved as soon as they sign that contract, that it's going to fix all of their problems, but they really do still have to show up to the meetings and be able to take, you know, the feedback and implement the changes that we talk about with them, cutting expenses, um, possibly increasing prices. There's so many different ways um, that we can turn around a client situation or continue to accelerate it. Like not everybody who comes to us is a disaster. I mean, we get some people who, you know, have been doing things in a remarkable way and they want to be excellent and we can do that for them as well. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. All right. So client comes in, they, they are in fact taking part in this. They are for lack of a better term, dancing. They're, 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 they're a good dance partner. You mentioned cutting expenses, increasing the prices that they're charging. What, what is the end goal? I think the end goal is freedom for that business owner. It is taking home the amount of money that they want to be or need to be taking home. It is not working many, many hours in a week and, you know, driving themselves to stress and destruction, being able to grow a team, being able to put people around them, um, systems to improve processes, to improve their client experiences. I think the more cash that a business has in it, the more opportunity that they have in front of them. If they're constantly, you know, circling credit card debt or, you know, chasing after, um, lines of credit or things of that nature, they're going to be in a position where they're probably not going to be an enjoyable person to be around. They're probably not going to be a great boss. They're probably not going to be a great spouse. There's so many things that become connected to your business, just the way that money goes in and out of it. And if we can create proper cash flow and create a sense of um, urgency around needing to be profitable and making that the top priority, so many more things in the business can go well and can change and can really give that business owner that freedom that they're looking for. And again, freedom's defined differently by everybody. Freedom for you could be that you want to work one day a week. Freedom for somebody else could be working five days a week and always leaving at three o'clock to go golfing. Like whatever your level of freedom and whatever you're wanting, profitability can, can fix that because we can put money into other places that support the growth of the business. Nice. I like the, the idea that I, like I, I I like the term urgency around profitability, and you use that because I'm assuming that a lot of people don't have that. No, people don't. They look at profit as an afterthought. So we are certified profit first um, mastery professionals, and what that means is we help people create intentional profit in their business. The old gap accounting way of, you know, sales minus expenses equals profit. And people then look at the bottom line on their PL and go, great, I have a hundred grand on my PL, but I don't have any cash in the bank. People don't understand how those are actually connected to one another. They don't realize that that's not how cash flow works. So instead, we switch the equation and we put um, sales minus profit equals expenses. So if we're taking profit directly off of the top of all of the revenue that's coming in, we are then creating a bucket of money for expenses that if you spend whatever's left over, you're not only still going to be profitable, um, but you're actually going to have cash in the bank or be able to give yourself bonuses um, and being able to be intentional with your money. People think sometimes that they're just supposed to wait until the end of the year for their CPA to tell them how they did. 
I want somebody to always know how they're doing. I want them to be actively looking um, at the reports with us, understanding um, the direction that their cash flow is going, whether it's in or out, um, and how their profitability can increase and where we can make those changes. So again, that way they can pay themselves more, they can save taxes. Um, I know that we don't necessarily like to pay the government, but the best feeling when it comes to tax time is knowing that you have cash sitting in your bank account to pay Uncle Sam and you don't go into more debt or you don't get all of those nasty gram letters um, from them that frankly sound terrifying sometimes. We want to make sure people have cash on hand, intentional profit, and are actually paying themselves what they're worth. I love it. And you could probably have all the tactics and, and and tips and tricks in the world, but until somebody buys into that notion that sales minus profit equals expenses and we're going to pay ourselves first, uh, that's just got to be the starting point. It is a starting point. And I think when we show it to people, um, even if people don't come to us like for specific like profit first consulting or something, we show it to all of our clients and we show them we say, okay, here's actually the formula. And if you were implementing your um, business and your finances in the way that we would hope that you would, here's where you would be, here's how much you'd have in expenses, here's how much cash would be left in the bank. And they are oftentimes shocked um, that they would actually still have money uh, and cash on hand and that kind of thing. But there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of resistance, again, because it is around money. They think that they need certain tools to provide certain services. And sometimes that's accurate, but we go in and we look for duplication. We find out if they're spending money on a system or or services or coaching or something that's not providing ROI. Marketing is probably the biggest area that we see overspending in just because they're throwing things at a wall, hoping it's going to stick and not actually having a true plan around it. We can then take again, that profit off of the top and their owner's pay and their taxes right off of the top and sort of condense down what they can spend. And they are a lot more successful um, once they implement it. But if a client comes to us and they say, Tracy, you know, we just really don't want to do this profit first thing. We kind of just want to run it our own way. We will support them in that decision, um, but we will continue to educate them and, and remind them, you know, what it could look like. Subtle nudges. <laughs> Nice. Subtle nudges because, yeah, we're not going to go throw anybody off a cliff. I mean, sure. if you want to participate in a profitable business, amen. Like, we are all there for it. If you want to hire us, have us do amazing work, but not listen to the advice that we want to give you of how we can make you more profitable, I, you know, not a lot of help. <laughs> not a lot of help we can give on that one. Um, but we, we do like to work with clients that participate. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, when you are in a place where with with within an engagement and i appreciate that that no two are ever going to be the same where you're getting somebody from not really keeping great track of their books to now all of a sudden we're able to actually be doing proactive forecasting and planning talk to me a little bit about that that's when magic happens. So when we actually do get people that are participating and that they're really planning ahead, I mean, we have seen businesses go from not being profitable to bringing home, you know, a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars in profit a year intentionally. Um, we can make massive changes for people. We can help them grow a team. We can show them that they don't have to do everything themselves. We can connect to them with other service providers that we know do great work as well. So let's say that they're 
doing a bunch of marketing and we can obviously see it's not working from a sales perspective, we can make introductions to people that we know our other clients are using or that might be a good fit for them. So we're not just a, hey, here's your, you know, here's your accounting, but it's really sort of all of the growth strategy that goes around it. We connect people with financial advisors and CPAs so they can get their tax planning appropriate and their, um, their, you know, financials sort of in a holistic manner all taken care of um, through one connection, but not in necessarily one place. I also think that magic starts to happen because when people do have more money and they are engaging in more of our services, their teams a lot of times are getting involved. So we have a particular um, a particular program that we actually put entire management teams through. And when your team is all on the same page um, as the owner and everyone is sort of thinking in that growth mindset, in that growth mode, I mean, we really start to see change and productivity increase, um, client engagement increase um, off from their side. So they're more excited to work with their clients, changing what they're doing. We just see all kinds of things happen. It's pretty cool. I love it. Well, Tracy, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? I have to say it, and it's going to sound a little cliche, but implementing profit first is the number one thing I think that somebody can put into their business to make a massive, massive change. It was the thing that changed the trajectory of my business. It is the thing that changes the trajectory of the clients that we work with. And we know that permanent profitability is the answer. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Tracy Jepson um, is where that is. It's I'm on there all of the time and love making new connections and having conversations. Uh, you can learn more about our company at cantexfinancial.com, K-A-N-T-E-X financial.com. And on that website, there is a quiz that you can take and go find your value builder score. So you can find um, how successful your business and how valuable your business actually is um, with about 15 minutes worth of your time. Love it. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tracy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can find Tracy on LinkedIn, connect with her there, and then go to Cantex Financial, K-A-N-T-E-X Financial.com and take that value building quiz and find out where you are at. Thanks again, Tracy. Thanks, George. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.